Thank you for listening. We pray you were enlightened spiritually by our radio broadcast. If you would like a copy of our service or support us by donation, write us at Bethany Ministry Center, P.O. Box 6764, Alexandria, Louisiana, 71307, or call us at 318-561-0064 and leave a message. Join us next Saturday at 12.15 p.m. K-A-Y-T 88.1 FM 70,000 watts of gospel power <laughs> Beaming on the blue mountains of Mississippi And the flat plains of West Texas And the beaches and bayous of Louisiana K-A-Y-T 88.1 FM You are the Lord God the Word with Greg Tejada, pastor of the Word Christian Center in Alexandria, Louisiana. I invite you to stay tuned as I share a powerful message from God's Word that will change your life. It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. And now, here's today's message. Everybody say the natural man. See, the natural man, the man who's governed by the spirit of this world, the man who is governed by his flesh, by how he feels, by what he sees, by what he hears, the natural man receiveth not the things of the spirit of God, for they are what? Foolishness to him. Neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned or judged. So, so when you're talking to natural-minded men, they think you're crazy. They say that boy done lost his mind. You tell somebody we heard angels singing, they say, boy, them people, them people, I ain't going around that church. People talking about they hear angels and stuff. We have another set of ears. We, ha we have the element of the supernatural, which, which God intended for us to live in this place, not to visit this place. We're supposed to live in the spirit. This shouldn't be like every now and then things happening supernaturally. I mean, it should be so common to us, the supernatural. Not that we disrespect it or that we take it for granted, but it should be so common to us it, that it is more natural for us to operate and function in the realm of the spirit than it is for us to function in the flesh. You see, a bird don't have any problem flying. You clip a bird's wings, and you done messed him up. Because now he can't do what he was designed to do. He was designed to fly. Designed by the creator to fly. And if you take that away from him, then you, that bird, its purpose no longer exists. You know, a bird that can't fly is going to die. It's just like walking in the spirit and being led by the Holy Ghost and, and, and living a supernatural lifestyle should be so natural to us 
almost like a fish in water. A fish in water don't struggle to swim. Why? You put him in water, and he in his element. He's in his domain. That's the realm he was designed to live in. Now, you take him out of that realm. Take the fish out of water. And what do you start doing? Flopping around. You ever, you ever, how many of you ever been fishing? You caught him, you took him out of the water, what are you doing? He's trying to swim. He's doing all those things that he did while he was in the water that worked. But he's out of his domain. He's out of the realm he was created to operate in. And now nothing's working. And he's not going to last long in that arena. But you can, take, you can take that same fish that's almost about to die because it's not in his element and stick it back in water and all his genius comes alive. Oh, he, he back in his element. Because now he's in a place where he was created to thrive and to prosper. So when you take a born-again, spirit-filled believer, and you take him out of his arena, out of his element, I'm going to tell you, he's going to have trouble. Things just ain't going to work right. He's going to have trouble breathing. He's going to feel pressure he wasn't designed to feel. He's going to have turmoil he wasn't designed to deal with by himself. You understand? He'll have stress come on him that he's not equipped to handle because he's not in the arena that God designed him to be in. But if you get over in the spirit, everything starts falling back into place again. We're supposed to live in that arena of the spirit. Being led by the Spirit, being guided by the Spirit, being taught by the Spirit. Amen. Being empowered by the Holy Ghost. Being anointed by the Holy Ghost. Living. Submitted. Amen. Submissive to the Spirit. Yielded to the Spirit. Now, it costs you something to be in that arena because you got to crucify something. You got to crucify that flesh. How many know everybody here got a flesh? How many of you know that your flesh keep you from experiencing God's best? Flesh has its own mind and its own way. There are times I'm sitting on the couch and my spirit man will say, get up and go walking. You, know, you need to exercise and stay healthy. My spirit man talking to me. And flesh say, not today. You ain't going nowhere. You ain't going nowhere. Tomorrow is a better day for you to do that. It's too late. It's too cold. It's too hot. You know, it's never a convenient time for the flesh. And the old spirit man just stayed locked up. He done told you. See, that was the Holy Ghost nudging you on the inside. I'm going to say nudging me on the inside. And because my flesh 
has his own will and don't want to sweat, don't want any kind of discomfort, right? It don't want to be uncomfortable at all. It don't want to be stretched. It don't want to be pulled. It, it don't want to do nothing that's going to cause it a little pain. And flesh would say, just go get one of them brownies in there, sit down and have your glass of milk. You can walk tomorrow. And boy, flesh, get them, go get that brownie. <laughs> now, I'm using me for an example, but I'm telling you, you twice as worse than me. You're probably twice as worse than me. So I'm just telling you, see, these little simple nudges to do things that are right. Read your Bible right now. And flesh say, wait a minute. This is a good part of the movie. Wait till it go off. When it go off, then I'll, I'll take my Bible out. Well, you know, that's all wrong. You know what that means? Flesh is running the show. And that's why the power ain't where it needs to be. That's why the supernatural is being cut off. Because we are not listening to the Holy Spirit who is on the inside of us, who's given us the wisdom and the plan and the strategy. I mean, he's got a plan for you. If you would just listen to him, then you would be in the plan already. So you had to crucify flesh and learn how to live out of your spirit, out of your inner man. And when you start functioning out of your inner man and listening to and obeying those promptings of the Holy Spirit, then the, the voice of your flesh will become weaker and weaker and exercise less and less dominion over you. Some people's problem ain't the devil. You know what it is? It's their flesh. And we'll blame the devil. <laughs> we give him too much credit. See, Jesus said the spirit is indeed what? Willing. Which means on the inside, your spirit always want to do what's pleasing to God. But the flesh is weak. That means that the flesh is hostile toward God. It is enmity against God. It don't want to submit to God. It don't want to do nothing that God wants us to do. And that's why you got to kill those desires. Amen? Now let's get back to the Holy Ghost. Go to Acts chapter 1. We're going to go to Acts chapter 1 because I couldn't find nobody. I couldn't find nobody in Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John. So let me move to the next book and let me see if I can find somebody in the book of Acts that Jesus baptized in the Holy Ghost. Look at Acts chapter 1. Verse 4, and being assembled together with them, talking about Jesus, this is after the resurrection, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which I told you about. That's what that means. You remember he told them about the Holy Spirit in John chapter 14 and 15 and 16 and John chapter 7. And, and, and you know, when Jesus was telling them about what the Holy Ghost was going to do, he said, I want you to wait for the promise of the Father that I told you about. For John truly, uh-oh, oh, oh, I'm finna find out something here now. 
Jesus talking about John now. Oh, he done took us back to John. So I find out John wasn't crazy. John wasn't out of his mind. John didn't miss it. You see, John was a prophet who saw beyond the cross, who saw over into the church age, who wasn't talking about the earth ministry of Jesus, but he was talking about the church ministry of Jesus. Glory to God. <laughs> Woo! John truly, that's what Jesus said, John truly baptized with water. But you, I like to say, but you, 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 you. But you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days from now. So now I see that what John talked about is about to take place. Now we see Jesus talking about the baptism with the Holy Spirit. After he was raised from the dead. He's about to introduce a new way of living. A new creature with some new features. A new way of living. He's about to introduce this abundant life. Another way to live. Above the natural. See, the natural man ain't going to receive what's coming out of this word here. He don't understand it. He can't comprehend it. And it's foolishness to him. So don't be surprised if people you're trying to witness to don't understand what you're saying. You just give the word, then the Holy Ghost will work on them Amen. with the word that you gave. And then he'll open their eyes to the truth. That's how we all got saved. A lot of things about church folk didn't make no sense to me. Make a lot of sense now. But there was a time I was blind because the spirit of this world was on me. The spirit of this world is always looking for an avenue, a door to come back in your life. And he does it through the flesh. But look at what he said. Look at verse 8. But you shall receive power. You shall receive what? So that tells me that he has introduced a supernatural way to live. We're not talking about natural power. We're not talking about human power. We're not talking about mind power. We're not talking about mental power. He's talking about the power that comes from the presence of of the Holy Spirit in your life that will cause you to live different than you've ever lived before in your whole life. Listen to this. But you shall receive power. It is the same power that he received when the Holy Ghost came on him. Acts 10, 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. See, the Holy Spirit comes with power, demonstration of the Spirit and of power. You shall receive power. Power. You shall receive miraculous, wonder-working power. You shall receive God's divine force. 
you shall receive supernatural ability. That's what the word power means. Supernatural ability. You shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost. After that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me. The word witness means, comes from the Greek word martyr. It doesn't mean that we'll all die for our faith, but what, what, what I really believe what Jesus is communicating is that when this power is present in your life, you're able to lay your life down. It is power to lay, your down, lay, to lay your life down and to take up your cross, to take up your assignment of what God called you to do. So that, in a sense, all of us are martyrs because we surrendered our life to Jesus. We gave our life to him. We laid our life down. We have given up our life. That's what a natural martyr, martyr does is that he gives his life like Stephen did. Stephen preached one message. And he took him outside the city and killed him. And Jesus stood up at the right hand of the throne of God and received him in the glory. Stephen was martyred. That means he died for the cause. Well, see, in a sense, we're all supposed to die to the, for the cause. We're all supposed to lay our life down, crucify our flesh, so that the life of Christ may be made manifest in our mortal body. All right, then what happened? Look at Acts 2.1. And when the day of Pentecost was what? Fully come. When it was fully come. When that day came for all of redemption to be consummated, for God to take up residence again in a human body through the power of the Holy Spirit. Oh, glory to God. Oh, glory to God. Oh, glory to God. When the day of Pentecost was fully come, suddenly, boom, there was a sound from heaven. Something came from, I'm talking about a sound that came out of eternity in the time. Woo! Suddenly there came a sound from heaven like a rushing mighty wind. And this sound filled the whole house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire. And it sat upon each of them. In other words, there was a personal fire for you. A personal fire for you. A personal fire for you. It wasn't like a whole big one flame set down. The Bible said there appeared cloven tongues of fire that set upon each of them individually. The fire of God came down and enveloped them. And Jesus immersed them in the Holy Ghost. Woo! <laughs> and they were all filled. And they were all filled. They were all baptized in the Holy Ghost. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And that fire that came down on them, they couldn't contain. And when the Holy Ghost came on them, something began to well up on, on the inside. Out of their belly 
Omadela Bronco Sabataka Soma Dalava. Oh, Manile Vroma Seketola Brabaka. Oh, Madale Vrikista. That little upper room could not contain them. And they went all out in the street. Oh, Mandola Bronco Sabadala Vri. Alala Bronco Vri. Transformed by the Holy Ghost. Changed from the natural to the supernatural. Peter, who was swearing and cussing and denying the Lord, now took center stage. And the Bible says, and he being filled with the Holy Ghost. See, it makes all the difference in the world what you are filled with. You can be filled with envy, filled with strife, filled with bitterness. But I'm going to tell you, you need to be full of the Holy Ghost. Full of love, full of joy, full of peace, full of power, full of strength, full of health, full of blessing, full of goodness. Glory to God. Full of gentleness, full of humility. And 120 people turned Jerusalem upside down. Turned the whole city upside down. One man went down to Samaria and preached Christ to him. And a whole city came to God. Even a sorcerer repented and gave his heart to Jesus. Jesus is the baptizer in the Holy Ghost. And when he baptizes you in the Holy Ghost, he baptizes you into a supernatural way of living. Just got to get out of that flesh. And they were all filled. And they were all, every one of them. Every one of them. Every one of them. And they were all filled. Everybody. All of them. Men and women. Men and women filled with the Holy Ghost. And they began to speak in other tongues, a holy language. This is first evidence. So God affects your mouth. Because if you ever was moved to a foreign country, the first thing you have to do is learn the language so you could fit and function. So what did he do? When he brought us into the kingdom, he changed our language, and gave us the ability to communicate with him supernaturally. The natural man don't understand these things. They are foolishness to him. Neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. But I can talk to God in a language that can't nobody else understand. That's supernatural. That can put me in another arena of living. And when I learn how to cooperate with the Holy Spirit, the Bible tells us, pray in the Spirit. Walk in the Spirit. Live in the Spirit. Joy in the Spirit. And I got a whole lot of stuff here that the Bible talks about what the Holy Ghost does in us when he comes. It's more than I can tell you this morning. 
But I want to challenge you today to crucify your flesh, identify those, those gentle promptings and urges and those nudges that God has put in your spirit and stop ignoring them because they are keeping you out of the realm of the supernatural. You need to learn how to go with the flow. And your flesh is going to always rise up and offer opposition and going to oppose the will of God in your life, but you got to crucify your flesh. Paul said, I keep under my body. I bring it into subjection, lest by any means I myself would be a castaway after having preached to others. Examine your own heart. Check your own spirit out. What is the Holy Spirit? been moving you to do that you've just been procrastinating on. You're not listening. You're ignoring him, not paying attention. You're, you know, sometimes we get intoxicated with this world, and we're too drunk on this world to hear what the Spirit of God's saying with us, and that power lies dormant in us. Satan have neutralized the church because he intoxicate us with the world. And we get so caught up with worldly activities and worldly mindsets that we don't have time to listen to the Holy Spirit when he say, read your word. When he say, spend a little more time praying. Those are instructions from the Holy Spirit that if you listen and obey it, now you're going to have to overcome your flesh to do it. Because flesh don't ever want to do nothing spiritual. The Bible says the carnal mind is enmity against God. You got to renew your mind that you need to submit to God every day. You need to give your heart to him. You need to humble yourself every day and acknowledge your dependence on God, upon God. And then you have to, you, you have to say, Lord, my life is yours today. Command me the way you want me. Tell me what you want me to do. And I'm going to tell you, that's hard on flesh. Flesh that ain't crucified will be like a bear. <laughs> flesh that ain't crucified try to slap your spirit all around. Say, shut up in there. But you need to put flesh in its place. And say, I'm going to live out of my spirit. Because the Holy Spirit will keep witnessing to you what you need to do. He'll start giving you visions about what he'll, you'll see yourself doing something. You need to listen to that and obey that because it's going to take you out of that natural realm because in that natural realm, there's nothing but toil and stress and frustration. Rick Renner, he was expounding on Galatians 5, 6, walk in the spirit. He said, other scholars say that could have been translated stroll in the spirit. Take a stroll. See, a stroll means a leisurely walk. I mean, free from anxiety, free from frustration, free from pressure, free from turmoil. That's the way God wants you to live. And Jesus is our example because when Jesus got bad news, you should see how he responded to it. When they came and told him, they just chopped off John the Baptist's head. What did Jesus do? He went out and he healed the sick. He said, you go tell that fox that I do cures today and tomorrow, and the third day I'm going to be perfected. He said, that's how he said, I got a message for the devil. You tell him, I'll get him. 
and he went out there and he ministered to people. When they came to him and told him, Lazarus is sick. He's about to die. What did Jesus do? Waited four days. What would most people do? Barge, get up, let's go. We got to go. Lazarus is about to die. Let's get, let's get there right now before he dies. What did Jesus do? He strolled in the spirit. Five thousand men hungry, not including women and children. He looked at his disciples and say, "Go feed them." See, he's introducing them to a supernatural way of living. He said, "You go feed them." And what did they do? In the natural, they say, "We don't have enough," because they looked in the natural. Then Jesus said, "When well, what do you have? We have nothing but five loaves and two fish." He said, "Bring it to me." And what did he do? He turned that around and he looked up to heaven and he blessed it. He said, Father, bless this. And he gave thanks to God. He said, now set them down in companies of 50. See, he wasn't agitated or disturbed or anything. He didn't care what the number was. Why? Because he's living in a supernatural arena. He's not governed by the natural laws. When he went up into a mountain to pray and the disciples left him, he just started walking on the water. And he wasn't walking fast. He's taking his time. That's how he lived. He lived in the Spirit. He was led by the Spirit, guided by the Spirit, taught by the Spirit, empowered by the Spirit. And when you live in that arena, then it, it, it removes the stress and the, and the turmoil from your life. To where you are just dependent on your father because he also had this mindset. I only say what I hear my father saying and I only do what I see him doing. <laughs>